Hello and welcome to this, which is the second of our episodes in this little sequence on Germany um, around the end of the First World War and running into the end of the Weimar period. So 1914 to 1918 is the First World War and it is a cataclysm. It literally ends the world as it was and had been for the last hundred years and everybody finds themselves in a new world order. Nobody more so than Germany. Germany's been brought to its knees by the naval blockade in the First World War to the point where they've had to surrender. But what does that do to the country and what are the long-term effects? Well, broadly speaking, there are three areas in which Germany is affected. There's the economic, the political and the socialism. And I've been joined by my colleague... Hello. And we'll go through those now. So shall we kick off with the economic? Yep, I'll go through the economic stuff. Okay, okay. Okay, so obviously, uh, during the war, Germany concentrates all of its production into winning this war. Yeah. Um, and that obviously means that other essentials uh, become um, sort of neglected. Yeah. You have shortages. Um, and the focus on creating an army to fight a war which they can't win mm-hmm. means that industrial industrial production is damaged badly but, yeah, damaged really it's, badly damaged it's down to two thirds it's pre-war level yeah. by the end of the war and it's not just the industrial production the whole income national income mm-hmm. is only about one third yeah. of what it had been before the war and um, to add to these uh, economic problems and the, the prospect of bankruptcy um, after the war, uh, they, we've got 600,000 widows, mm. 2 million children without fathers. And, and at, all of them need to have pensions paid yes. to them. They need to have military pensions. And so the amount of the the government's funding that is going to pay these pensions is nearly the third of mm. all government spending. So not only has the actual amount of government money gone down, but what they're able to spend it on is severely limited as well. Yeah, and as we'll find out in later episodes, the actions of the Allies mm. with the Treaty of Versailles really then don't. make the yeah. economic problems even worse. It means trying to recover the economy becomes almost impossible. So I think it's fair to say at the end of the First World War, Germany is bankrupt. Yes. It is skinned. Yeah, absolutely. They've got nothing. They've, the cupboard is bare. Mm-hmm. And that's bad enough, but then you have a significant number of social problems with how people are living and how the various class strata of people are getting on. Because Germany has always been quite highly stratified, hasn't it? rigid in its structure. Yeah, you've got the workers here, you've got the middle class here, and... The, the war has upset all of that yeah. quite a lot. It, it it really shows and deepens those divisions within mm. German society. So the, the, the gap between the living standards of the rich and the poor increases yeah. because in wartime, it is the poor that suffer the most. Um, in top, on top of that, you've got a war economy. Yeah. So during the war, many German workers have lots of restrictions placed on their earnings and... That's very unfair because whilst the workers are having restrictions on their earnings and their wages being capped, the factory owners that are making these weapons are profiteering enormously from it. Yeah. And so the the pre-war um, sort of move towards socialism amongst the workers 
becomes even more relevant now, yeah. doesn't it? Because now they can really see what the society is actually doing or what it's not doing yeah. for them. It's become very, very visible, mm. even more so than it was during uh, peacetime. Also, I mean, looking ahead, you will see these kind of class divisions showing up in a lot of art. Yeah. From the from this period and also the later period with Otto Dix and people like that, yeah. this very much this attack on the rich people who are feeding off the labour of the poor mm. because this has now become common currency. Yeah, um, and also there's been a, a major impact on the role of women. Yes, because during the war, women were called up and sent to work in factories, which. Um, as we know in Britain, leads towards them getting the vote and a new measure of equality. But here in Germany, this defeated power with a shattered economy, the men come back from war, and what happens to the women? Mm. Yeah, Dave, I mean, it's, they, it's viewed as a, um, a deterioration of traditional family values yeah. and society as a whole, because why are these women in the workplace? They should be at home. I mean, it, it does change when the Weimar Constitution yeah. is put into place. But if we're going to look at this purely, you know, 1918, the impacts of the war, lots of people they disagree with this role that women have taken on. Yeah. And it's something that certain extremist parties will be able Absolutely. to play on. And again, it feeds into a slight hankering for the past. Mm. And this is this is something we need to really get our heads around. Germany is defeated, and it's defeated badly. Yeah. And this feeds into the political thing because it's very difficult to accept that something like this is your fault. That, the, that this is, It's a lot easier to just think this has been done to us. This is somebody else's fault, and we want things yeah. back how they were. We want the women back in the homes where they were. We want everything back how it was. Mm. And unfortunately, that's never going to happen, especially not with the political upsets caused by the war. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the political consequence of all this, in short, is that the Kaiser loses his throne. Mm. It's a little bit of a story behind it, though. The Allies were offering peace to Germany, but they had pretty strict conditions, and one of those was that Germany should become more democratic, more open. Mm -hmm. The Kaiser refused, and it led to the mutiny in Kiel, uh, where the sailors and then the townsfolk um, started to rise up against the Kaiser's rule, and it led to other uprisings of workers, soldiers and sailors in other ports, and soon you have a national revolution brewing. Now, if you're the Kaiser, you're watching this happening, and you're thinking about what happened the year before in Russia, yes, where uh, Tsar Nicholas didn't get out while he could... And so he ended up getting killed in the cellar with his family. Yeah. And I think that certainly has some bearing on the Kaiser deciding to basically leg it. Yes. Um, I mean, he, just before this happens, Bavaria declares itself as an independent socialist state as well. Yeah. So Germany is starting to fall apart. Yeah. Left-wing ideologies are starting to creep in, come to the fore. And as you say, the Kaiser, he, he, he does the sensible thing. On the 9th of November, 1918, uh, he realised he had no choice and he abdicated and Germany ceased being a monarchy. And the problem there, of course, is who takes over. Yes. Because all you've really got left now is this Reichstag, which has been a fairly powerless talking shop for some considerable time. The largest party is the Social Democrats. Mm. Bear in mind, it's worth saying, the date at which the Kaiser abdicates is the 9th of November. 
the war is still on. Yeah. The war, he's literally walked out and left the country in the lurch. Yeah. So the only people who are left to run it is the Social Democrats. They sort of go, oh, all right then. And literally the first thing that happens is the door opens, the army walks in, and they say, we're beaten. You've got to surrender. Yeah. And this is going to, I mean, this is, it's already a problem for the Kaiser's regime, obviously, now he's gone, but this is going to be a problem which is now going to last throughout the whole of mm-hmm. the Weimar era. Because the, the end of the war came very suddenly and unexpectedly to most Germans. Yeah. Their Kaiser, the person they've been looking up to, is gone, mm-hmm. and the Social Democrats sign the armistice, and they are forever stained with yeah. that act. Because the, the propaganda the Kaiser's government's been putting out is, it's gone fine, it's brilliant, yeah. Mm. We know you're having to eat turnips, but it's all for the good of the war. Mm. We're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win. Kaiser's gone, we've surrendered. What? Yeah. And there's the feeling of betrayal. Yeah. And as someone put it, they were stabbed in the back. I wonder who. No, who, who said know, that? Sure who why. said that? <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, the political repercussions of this, the chaos, you've got to try and imagine what it feels like for a person living in Germany to suddenly say say that you're a soldier, you've been away fighting on the front, you come back and your country is wrecked. The country that you were fighting for no longer exists. You don't understand who's in charge. You've grown up living with an authoritarian government, which has now mm. gone, been replaced with this bunch of socialists. Who are they? What's going on? And they surrendered? It was their fault? And nobody likes the idea of democracy. It's a it's a despised concept from yeah. the very start for so many people, especially those who have fought yeah. um, in the army, um, especially the more traditional, aristocratic, uh, more middle-class Germans. So, and it, and it, it only gets worse... Yeah. Because what happens next, the Treaty of Versailles, reparations, punishment, and, well, the Weimar Republic descends into chaos. And it has to be said, I mean, uh, we have picked up on this and we will discuss it in a bit more detail in the next episode, but the Allies really don't help. No. The Allies really, as as you know from looking at the the interwar years, there is a drive here led by the French to punish Germany. And Germany is broken. Germany's laid on the floor mm. with two broken legs begging for mercy and the Allies put the boot in. Yes, it's, yeah, Clemenceau in particular. Yeah. yeah. And that takes these problems and it exacerbates them. So my question to you then is this. Which of these three do you think is the biggest problem for Germany in terms of it moving on from the war? Is it the economic damage that's left it wrecked and in pieces? Is it the damage to the social fabric that's going to run through any new attempt at democracy? Or is it the political chaos caused by the Kaiser abdicating before the war is over? Where where would you put... your it, it, Gun to your head, you have to pick. Yeah, um... I would say that the underlying problem that's going to stay there is probably the economic one. And I say that because with the benefit of hindsight and also knowing what's going to happen next, I think it's the Weimar's inability to solve the economic situation properly yeah. that is a constant thorn in its side. Yeah. And 
obviously later on with the Great Depression, it, it, it's a you know it's an obvious factor. But yeah, I think when people are are hungry and homeless and jobless, they're dissatisfied. Yeah, and it's in those kind of situations where extremism flourishes. Absolutely. And the early years of the Weimar, well, it's not just the early years, is it? It's, no, it's, it's, the, whole it's the whole thing. There is a, a constant undercurrent of extremism in Germany the, the, that plays on the economic weakness. Absolutely. I, I think if you were to ask the people living through it, they would say that the political feels like the most important. Mm. But I think you're right. The, the economic is such a running sore. Yeah. It's just constantly bleeding the Weimar, and it means that the Weimar can never politically stabilise. It sounds like a good essay question to me. It does. What's the kind, more yeah. important yeah. You know, problem for the early Weimar? Was it the yeah. uh, economic problems or the political problems? I can, I can definitely see that cropping up as yeah. one of the, the bullet point ones. So there you go. The key things to remember from this, there are a number of problems caused by the war. They can be grouped together as economic, social, political, and you need to be clear in your head which has the biggest long-term impact as well. It would, yeah. Um, so I hope that's been useful. Thank you very much for listening, and good luck in your exams. <laughs>